0: Hello and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear chaos, and reach goals in all areas of life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom. I'm so glad that you are here to hang out with me today. You know, today we are focusing in on your home and helping you really declutter and organize. And we have an amazing special guest. But before we get to all of that amazing content that she has to share with us, I first want to welcome you to the show. If this is your very first time listening to this podcast, welcome. If you're a working Christian mom, this is the podcast for you. It is really our intention to help you be intentional about creating life balance for your life. We truly believe that life balance is possible. Yep, there's a lot of people out there saying that it's not, but we truly believe it is. We think it's biblical and it's something that God has called us to, to have, to identify with the promises that he has for us, not of what the culture in this world tells us we can't do or that we can have it as long as we give up being sane in the process, right? You don't always have to be stressed out and overwhelmed. You can truly be intentional about creating a life that rocks. Now, let me first say we define life balance here at Your Life Rocks by setting and moving towards goals in eight different areas of life. We're talking about your faith, marriage, parenting, home, finances, career, health, and lastly, friends and fun. In today's episode, we are focusing a lot on the home aspect of helping you create balance. Now, if you are someone who's listened to the show before, you're a subscriber, you're part of our online community, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with us today. And you know, this podcast is all about giving you action steps. So you're going to leave today with some strong action steps that you can apply to help you achieve more balance with your home life. And a little bit more defined, with clutter. We're talking about getting rid of stuff in your house today to help you breathe easier, to help you have more organization in your home and a lot more enjoyment. Now, this episode is sponsored by Life Balance Membership. It is our membership community specifically for working Christian moms that equips you to create balance using our life balance system, a strong community, and of course, number one way that you're going to create balance in your life is having more Jesus in your life. So faith is in every part of everything that we do inside of our membership. And speaking of Life Balance membership, we are just getting ready to kick off Project Summer of Awesome inside the community, where not only do we have a lot of resources to help you plan and be very intentional about creating the most awesome summer for your kids and for yourself, but we have all of the tools that you need along the way, from shopping lists to recipes... We have a great guest expert series as part of our Project Summer of Awesome just for our members that includes an expert talking about traveling with your kids. We have an expert talking about getting outside with your kids, summer routines. We also have an amazing guest expert coming on to talk about how you can negotiate more flex time in your schedule so you can be around more this summertime. And I guarantee you those tips will pay off all year round for you. Inside of our membership, we're also kicking off a summer Bible study that starts July 8th. So now is the perfect time to become a member. Now, if you're looking to create a little bit more intention for the summertime, I invite you to go back and listen to last week's episode. You know, in that episode, I broke down the plan of being intentional and really creating an awesome summer. And if you go to yourliferocks.com, I have that free guide that you can pick up there, as well as a lot of free tools to really help you be intentional about making the summer awesome. Now, for more information about Life Balance Membership, you can just go to lifebalancemembership.com. All right, you guys, I'm so excited about the guest that we have on today sharing with us. She is going to be giving you some very generous tips and helping you declutter in your house to create more peace in your surroundings for both you and your family. Our guest is Ali Kazaza, and she is a wife and a mother of four. She's a writer and creator of Your Uncluttered Home, an online decluttering course that has earned her national attention for her philosophy and simple motherhood. We all love Simple. Allie has been featured in Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Jenny McCarthy Show, ABC News, and now on your Life Rocks podcast. And the thing I love most about all of the information that Allie is going to share with us today is that it's so full of grace. It's so full of not taking things all the way to the extreme. You know, sometimes when we think about decluttering, that's where we go is to the ultimate extreme. But I think you're going to love the wisdom that she shares with us. And I know it's probably going to inspire you to take a few baby steps of decluttering for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. All right. So Ali, I'm so excited to have you here for your Life Rocks podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm excited.
0: So tell us a little bit more about who you are.
1: Yeah, so I am married to my seventh grade algebra partner. I've known Brian for forever. Um, We've got four kids, eight, um, six, five, and two. So I have a girl as my oldest and three boys. Um, And over the last year, we um, got my husband out of his nine to five. Um, He worked for a really large global company and. Uh, It was honestly a job that we both just, we were grateful for what it brought to our family, but we just hated the schedule, and it was super difficult. And um, I started my business in January of 2016, and then in September of 2016, um, things really took off, and he was able to come home and be here with me running it full-time. So we homeschool our kids, and uh, we just finished um, about seven months of full-time travel um, in our camper together. We went all over the U.S., and yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me as right now in this season.
0: That's awesome. That is so cool. That's always been a dream for my husband and I to travel with our kids.
1: Yeah, it's it's super exciting. It's really, really fun. Such an adventure, but definitely, definitely like some pretty heavy like cons to the whole thing. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Just like imagine. really hard to like run your business when you don't even really have an address. Like, you know, it's super it's fun, but difficult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys were traveling, did you have like a home base? Like, did you keep a home base or did you like sell everything and just go with the wind?
1: Well, we had moved to the Midwest, um, for about two years, um, like two and a half years, three years ago ish. Um, and we moved to Arkansas from Southern California, which is where we're both born and raised and where we just moved back to right now. Um, so we left Arkansas to come back to Southern California and we were renting. So we just got out of our lease and we're coming back and we're looking for the house and doing the whole thing. And we just kind of felt like, you know what, this, this just kind of sucks right now. I'm not feeling this. I don't feel like I want to go through all of this again. Let's just do that thing we always talked about and renovate our camper and just like live in it for a few months and see where it takes us.
0: That's amazing. And so it took you seven months. <laughs> That's where it took you across the country.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. We just kind of had we have like a PO box and we just had like a storage facility with all of our furniture in it and just like didn't really have an actual home for about, yeah, seven months.
0: So I can only imagine how crazy this must be Four kids of all varying ages in a camper, traveling, trying to run a business, all of this really close together time, which I'm sure was awesome and kind of stressful mm-hmm. at times,
1: I'm sure. How, mm-hmm. how did you find balance in all of that mess? It's, I really like that you asked me that because I feel like I was just talking to my husband the other night and I feel like I kind of just realized that I was very balanced the whole time. And I kind of felt like, oh my gosh, everything is such a mess. It's so chaotic. Like there's no balance. There's no way to have balance when you're doing this. This was a huge mistake. Like this is, I would go from that to like, you know, then we're like standing, you know, at the edge of the Grand Canyon all together hand in hand. And I'm like, I never want to stop doing this, you know, so I would have these like terrible, awful days and these like amazing, wonderful, dreamy days. But I, I kind of felt like, yeah, there's no balance here. And now that we're kind of wrapping up and, and looking for a home and all this, I kind of realized I actually was balanced the whole time. It's just that I learned that in that particular season was just so much chaos, like so much going on at once um balance for me meant focusing on just one area at a time. So there would be weeks like maybe like in two week increments where, you know, for a couple of weeks, homeschooling was just going so well, super strong, very rhythmic on top of everything. And the business kind of was running on autopilot. And then, you know, a, two or three weeks later, the business was, you know, really needing my attention. So I would do a lot of work, um, get my stuff done, you know, for the first half of the day and really focus on writing and getting things done and running a challenge or something. And then homeschooling kind of fall in the back burner. We'd really just stick to like a couple of basic subjects, you know, here and there. Um, so it kind of was a rotation for me. And I, I thought the whole time that that was just like a huge flaw. And I even wondered, like, am I scarring my kids by not focusing on homeschooling this whole time? You know, are we doing something wrong? And all in all, our family is 5,000 times closer together relationally after this experience, the business is booming. It's, it's revenue is increasing. Women are, their lives are being changed. Everything is getting better and stronger. So I learned that actually I was balanced the whole time. It just looked a little bit different than, you know, when you're in your normal, you know, kind of rhythm of life where you wake up in your house and you've got your cup of coffee in the morning and you kind of have your normal rhythms.
0: I love that you describe it that way because honestly, that's like our our systems of life balance and how we talk about it here. But I really truly believe that life balance is whatever you define it to be in whatever season that God has you in because it's different for everybody. And I think when we start to hold ourselves to standards that other people have for us or that the culture or society tells us what life balance is, then that's when we start to feel crazy when we don't need to feel crazy because it's actually, Mm -hmm. you know, just the season that God is walking us in and he won't leave us. So we can find balance in any situation. So I love that looking back you were able to kind of see That the balance really was there the whole time.
1: Right. And I mean, the thing is, is that we were doing something that's so out of the norm. I mean, a lot more people are starting to do it, but it's very abnormal, very different. And here I was like still letting my mind be kind of stuck back in like, what is quote normal and almost like shaming myself, honestly about, oh, I can't keep up the norm in this incredibly abnormal lifestyle. Like what is wrong with me? And the thing is, that it was just such a unique opportunity. I mean, How often does that happen that you get a chance to do that with your kids? So I physically, I ran with it and I was super adventurous and and opened my arms to this and just went all in. But mentally, I was still kind of, oh, well, obviously, it's my job to keep everything super normal in this very abnormal adventure. So I kind of realized like, no, I had to just make, make do with what I had and make it work in that specific situation because it was a huge blessing and that's worth working around.
0: Mm, Amen to that. Amen to that. And I know one of your big messages in your business is simple motherhood and, and you really do help a lot of women have a little bit more simplicity around their home and around their schedule. So talk to us a little bit about what it is that you do for women.
1: Yeah. So my, I mean, my big, I guess like maybe my motto is abundant motherhood. Um, For me, that just stems from my story. Um, You know, I was so overwhelmed. So I just really struggling with depression. Um, I was in survival mode and it wasn't like one of, I think we all have seasons where survival mode is just kind of where we need to land for a little bit. You just kind of get by until whatever the difficulty in your life is kind of passes and you learn your lesson and God brings you into greener pastures. But this was like years of just being stuck in that survival mode place of just not thriving. Um, and the Lord had really, really placed John ten ten on my heart. Um, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life. And not only that, but have it abundantly. And that just really struck a chord with me. And out of that, I realized, you know what? whatever is not serving abundance in my life, whatever is not contributing to abundance, whatever is stealing from me having that is gonna have to go. And very physically, I I very physically got rid of um, junk food in my life, toxic people in my life, um, obligations on my calendar that were just sucking me dry in my life. Um, physical clutter in my home that was stealing all my time and space and joy. Um, and so I mean that I took that verse very physically and literally and, and purged all the junk from my life. So in my business, that's what I help women do is kind of when they're standing where I once stood, holding their hand and pulling them up through through the grace of God and the word of God and, and truth and scriptural, whether they believe that or not, and pulling them over and up to the other side of this is abundant life. Motherhood is a joy and a blessing. And yes, it's super freaking hard, but it doesn't need to be a depressive struggle every day where you wake up already too tired to even take on your to-do list for that day before the day even starts. That's not that's not what we're called to do. And I, I kind of feel like in our society, that's the message where, you know, we kind of joke about it. Hashtag mom life, just have four cups of coffee and you'll be totally fine. And we'll all get through it together. And it's silly and it's fun, but honestly, it shouldn't, that really shouldn't be where we land for good.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Cause that is like, our number one message here at Your Life Rocks, is that we are set apart from culture. And right now culture tells us, especially as working moms, like mm-hmm. you should be overwhelmed. You should be chaotic. Like you should be surviving on like dry shampoo and caffeine just mm-hmm. to get by. And that's not who God called us to be. We were called to be daughters of this King and having balance in our life is biblical. And mm-hmm. I think that there. are it's in the way that we identify and where we put our identity and what either culture tells us we are or what the Bible tells us we are is so critically important because it doesn't have to be that way. Now, Allie, when I think of you, I think of minimalism Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and no clutter and all of that great stuff, which I love. I mean, about a year ago, we literally, literally sold just about everything that we owned and moved, and really kind of started a more simplistic lifestyle, and it's done amazing things for our relationships, for our stress level. Just having mm-hmm. less stuff around us, and I know that that's kind of a big core piece of what you teach women. So, what are some of the benefits that you see, both for yourself or from the students who have taken your courses, um, and that you've helped? What are the benefits that you really see in in kind of having that purge?
1: Oh, huge benefits. I think that a lot of people, um, you know, see minimalism as kind of an oxymoron for mothers. And actually, mothers need minimalism more than anybody else. There's all these, you know, this, my story happened, you know, five and a half years ago. I didn't even know minimalism was a thing, I didn't know what it was called. I was just desperately seeking less in my life. And now, um, after years of teaching this, it's really become a trend, which is great. But I find that a lot of the teachers are, Single men, single Um, women—they don't really. I'm sorry, but it's pretty easy to be minimalist when you don't have a thousand people in your house, like bringing in a bunch of stuff, like on a weekly basis, like. I feel like it's pretty pretty easy to accomplish that. But mothers need minimalism because it brings less cleaning. It clears your space. If you there are studies that have been done, and I encourage all you listeners to Google this for yourself and, and dig deep into this, but they have recently started to do some really eye-opening studies. And one in particular was on female homeowners. They did it in the LA area. So um, you know, I'm this that's where I'm from. So it's very much like, what you would think uh big houses filled with all the things you know trophies lining the walls, stuff in the garage toys everywhere very like You know, the more, the better, the bigger, the better. Um, They're doing these studies and this one found that that kind of lifestyle is directly linked to women who struggle with depression, who struggle with stress, and who would describe themselves as the mom they never wanted to be. And that is heartbreaking to me because that was me. So this benefits mothers by removing all of that. Whatever takes up space in your home is, whether you realize it or not, taking up your time, and space in your in your heart and your life. Um, every single thing you think about, like, your toaster, all the pairs of socks you have, um, all every book you own, every piece of clothing you own, all those shoes you keep, every single thing is taking up some amount of time and maintenance from you. So when you simplify it and you remove it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I suddenly feel super light. And, like, I need to yell less and less stressed out. And your relationships get better because you're a happier person. Um, you're more focused. You have time to be the mom that sits on the floor with her kids after dinner and builds a Lego set. You actually can press pause because you're not having to choose between the stuff or the kids. The choice is made for you because there is no more stuff in your way.
0: I love that so much. So, I mean, I, everything that you're saying resonates a ton. And I, I work with so many women that they get it and they want to have that lifestyle. Like they can see that benefit, but it just feels so overwhelming to get started. So as someone is listening to this podcast episode right now and they're like, I hear ya." I get it, but you should see the pile of just stuff in my house, and the whole idea of going through it all is really overwhelming. So walk us through some steps of what people can do to really start to make this purge happen for themselves.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, a lot of women hear, you know, an interview like this or they read a blog post or something, and they're like, yes, I want it, and they're super gun-ho about it, which is great, but they kind of – they start off on the wrong foot by getting into like a very perfectionistic uh, place where it's kind of like all or nothing. And yes. Especially for I know a lot of your listeners are working moms, and you know I am too. I so get that. Especially for for them, it's just not going to happen. You're going to start out feeling defeated, and then your inspiration is just going to kind of dwindle away. The fire is going to you know go out, and you're never going to accomplish it. So my biggest tip is to combat that from the start and just say. I'm going to get there. It's just like losing, you know, 50 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. you got to break it down. Like, okay, I'm going to implement this into my calendar and into my lifestyle, just like I would any other important appointment or a time at the gym or time preparing meals to accomplish this big goal. So make it an appointment, put it in your calendar, just 10 minutes, you know, once a week, 30 minutes, twice a week, whatever you can do. If you can do an hour and a half every weekend, great. Whatever it is for you, put it in your calendar, make it a bright color, set an alarm, whatever you need to do, make it happen just as if you were going to a doctor appointment or something and start to slowly and gradually and steadily implement this into your life. Because what's going to happen is you're going to see momentum and you're going to gain confidence and you're going to see that this is really working. And I've been doing this, you know, for 10 minutes a day for a couple of weeks and I feel amazing and I, I see a huge difference in my time. Um, and you're going to be able to keep going versus trying to go gung-ho all the way 100% and then feeling before you even start.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That all or nothing mentality, <laughs> like it, it helps us, right? Because it's what helps us to drive our careers, to go after goals, to do amazing mm-hmm. things. But then like, if we can't go all the way the distance, then we just settle on nothing and then don't actually move forward. So trying to find that balance is hard. <laughs> Finding yeah, that right absolutely. to go in, for sure. So I love that. So would you recommend, cause you went through and you purged everything like food, friends, would you recommend people kind of start with that stuff or start with more of the physical things and like their house?
1: I think the first thing, I mean, the first thing that I did was physical clutter. It just, I was at a certain point that I wish I, I hope nobody else is in that place. It was uh, pretty extreme. I was very much at a point of like, okay, like, you know, if it was a movie, like, the music would have been playing, and, like, they would have shown like, a reel of all these inspirational moments of me purging all these different areas of my life at <laughs> once, like, I was, like, really in a place of, like, done, like, bottom of the barrel done. So I did kind of go all in and that worked for me because of where I was at and my personality. But I'm just like a lot of my students try to do that and it really doesn't go well. So kind of know where you're at and your, your personality. But I would start with a physical clutter because I find that purging the physical clutter teaches you lessons and makes your eyes kind of open to what you've been holding to without realizing it. And that kind of automatically spills over into like your health and your relationships and your calendar.
0: That's good. That's really good. And I think it's a little bit more, I don't, I don't even know how to the right way to put this, but it just seems like it would be less emotional than having mm-hmm. to deal with our emotional attachment to food or people or just kind of more mm-hmm. of the messy stuff. It feels like it'd be a little bit more black and white.
1: Yeah. It's a very, um, it's a little bit more of an easy, I don't want to easy is the wrong word, but it's just a little bit more of like a soft start to yeah. that whole big thing.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good. So do you have a process? So, you know, I know it was maybe like a year ago, two years ago, that book came out that talked about purging stuff and holding on to something. And if it brings you joy, you keep it. And if you don't, you lose it. Do you kind of buy into that kind of a philosophy or do you just kind of like, if it doesn't bring you abundance, it goes?
1: Yes. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I love that that message is getting so far out there. I mean, it is just, a huge deal and i love that. however, i feel like that kind of philosophy is very unrealistic for moms. i don't have a lot of time to go around my house and picking up each thing and holding it and seeing how it makes me feel. i just i think it doesn't work for <laughs> me in particular. Yes. and, it, and that, there's other things in that book that things like uh, line up your carrots in the crispers because it looks cleaner when you open your fridge. Um, I have four kids. I have a million things going on at once. I do not have time to line up my produce in the crisper and nor do I care. So it's kind of like, that's <laughs> fantastic, but I'm, and let's get real here. Like mom life. No, um, so for me, for me, it's really just like asking yourself a few questions as you go through, like what, when was the last time I used this? If you can't think of it, um, you probably don't really need it. Um, you know, just kind of start slow. Go in the bathroom. The bathroom is a great place to start. Super easy, pretty unemotional room. Usually it's just about throwing out old eyeshadows and donating, you know, hair tools you don't use anymore. Go in there and just start. You know what you use. Like, If you're real with yourself, you know what you use and what you don't. Start there and then go in your kid's room. Ask them, what toys are your favorite? What could you give away to some kids who don't have any money and, and don't have any toys? Like, let's come together as a family and make this happen and then I think it's a real process like nobody that I've ever coached and nobody that's ever gone through my course has told me that they went through one time and got it all done there's always like a progression where you're learning and growing in this journey and then you go through and do another wave in your house because now you feel like you can let go of even more and then a third wave and a fourth and a fifth because it's just you're you grow and you realize man, Ali was right. This totally works. And I'm feeling freer. So I want to be even freer. And now I realize why would I hold on to that old sweater that I never wear? I'm going to let go of it this time around, you know? Um, So I feel like it's less about hold on to this and see how it makes you feel and more about you kind of already know, go through and just start asking yourself questions about why you have this in the first place. Um, you know, you can do practice purges where you kind of put things in a box and put it in the garage and see if you need it in the next 30 days. And if not donate it, um, there's lots more practical ways that require less, like all the kids get out of the house, hire a babysitter, sit down, light candles and hold onto your stuff and see how it makes you feel to decide if you're going to keep it or not.
0: Yeah, because I heard about that. And then that's when I decided I wasn't going to get the book because I knew I didn't have time to do that. And it would just be another book yeah. on the bookshelf. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So- and it's not, it, I feel like it's got to, I, I, I teach a very realistic, it still can be very clear. Like, you know, the way I teach it is like, you know, ask these three things, what, you know, it will lead you to an answer, but it's just more like, okay, let's get in there and get this done because your time is precious and we want to give you more time, not waste a bunch of it. And you're still not really going to know what to do with that sweater you're holding because it really makes you feel kind of nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Allie, I have to come back to something that you said earlier. And cause this is my biggest, like my biggest hump with trying to get rid of stuff and purge stuff. It's the kids. Yeah. So how do people, like if your kids are hoarders like mine, or even like your husband is like, why are you getting rid of all of this stuff? Like what is happening to you? Like mm-hmm. what advice do you give someone in in helping them deal with the other people that they live with?
1: Well, the husband is a separate issue because I mean, for me, my husband was, that way for two years. I was, I was getting rid of everything and he started to freak out. And honestly, um, he had some things just from his past and the way he was raised that really, I mean, I don't use the word hoarder lightly. He really was hoarding a lot of, um, I mean, it was trash, just random pieces and screws and and knickknacks that are, it's, it's trash. And he's like saving it because of some project in the unforeseeable future, but never ended up happening. And he was very, very much, he struggled really bad. And so I ended up with a husband issue. My advice is to come and, and do what I did, which is, I just was honest with him. And my husband wants me to be happy, so we have that in our relationship. And I just told him, honestly, you know, babe, I am really figuring something out here. I'm really feeling lighter. I feel like I'm enjoying my days more. I feel like a better mom. I feel like a more available wife. Um, This is really working for me, but I don't want to make you get on the same page as me because that's not what marriage is about. So how can we compromise here? And we ended up landing on the garage and the master closet, which was huge at that time was his space. He could keep as much stuff as he wanted. I would never purge his stuff if I found it in the kitchen or whatever. As I was decluttering, I would just go drop it in one of his areas that he could keep whatever he wanted, however he wanted. But the areas in the house that affected my days as a stay at home mom at the time, um, though I had free reign and I could, you know, I promised I would never get rid of something that was super valuable or expensive without trying to sell it first. Like we kind of, had those compromise rules in place. Um, and that worked. And then two years later, I mean, he eventually came around and was super set free. Thank you, Jesus, from his, um, from his serious issue with hoarding everything that he's ever touched. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think with the kids, um, I mean, that is such a fluid, it's just fluid issue. It just depends on so much, but there is actually a stage. I want to say it's around five or six years of age um, where especially little girls, they get very emotionally attached. Um, My daughter was three at the time of my big initial purge. So she had a good couple of years under her belt of this is just the way we live in our house. And she still went through it. She wanted to save every single thing she got. Everything was a baby. Everything had a soul and emotions and a heart, even if it was inanimate. And, um, it was, really hard. So what I did was I just let her go through it. I didn't, I, I, my biggest fear is that my kids will hate this, that they will grow up and they will remember that, oh, my mom was like the famous minimalist one and we had to never have anything. So I'm a hoarder. That's my biggest fear. And so what I, I, prayerfully, what I've decided to do to combat that is they're in charge of what they keep. They're in charge of cleaning it up. They're in charge of maintaining it. They're in charge of keeping their rooms clean. That's not on me because I'm not not their maid. So, you know, I don't care. Go ahead and keep what you guys want. Um, But these are the rules in the house. This is how I expect things to be. And if you can't maintain that, you're going to have to let go of some things. So I think it's very much about not making the people in your home and in your life forcing them and nagging them to get on the same page as you and that's just not realistic nobody is ever going to have the same convictions as you at the same time as you that's just not how it works unfortunately <laughs> so um this is very much like you know you guys what do you want to do here let's you know I make it about empathy um my kids are very 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 aware of the need in the world and in other countries and you know, just even right in our own city of um, other children so I very much make it about you know, I bet you guys can each find 10 toys that you would never play with that would just make another kid so so happy um, let's let's gather them up and go donate them together um, they're a part of the giving process they've literally seen other children receive their things I really make it a big deal so I feel like a combination of letting them do their own thing, but enforcing some parenting rules in your house and boundaries, um, making it about empathy, not making it seem like some kind of like punishment for no reason that we're suddenly getting rid of everything Um, and focusing on the rest of your house before you do the kids stuff. If they're, if they're not super little, my kids were like three and under when I did mine. And I started with the toys because that was the bane of my existence at the time. But as your kids get older, you really can't do that because they, I mean, they'll just feel violated.
0: Yeah. Mine are eight and 12. And so every time yeah. that I even like mention, like we need to downsize some of our toys that we have, it's like, mm-hmm. it's war. <laughs> it's like full yeah, on. Totally. Don't even look at my stuff. Don't even talk to me. Yeah. Like they, but I like the idea too of making it a big deal to donate, focusing on the rest of the house first, because I, I honestly was thinking, as you were saying this, like if I were to focus on the rest of the house first, they would find peace in those other areas of the house. And then they would probably want to, I would think probably want to duplicate that in their own space and maybe follow suit a little bit, just kind of giving them that empowerment to do it.
1: Yeah, they do kids. I mean, kids learn from what they see. Um, you're, we're a product of our environment. So if your environment is that way, it's going to catch on. I mean, I promise you it will. And, um, you're giving them the responsibility like, okay, guys, you're eight and 12. This is your responsibility. This is why I, I, what I expect. And just so you know, if you feel overwhelmed, like you can't keep it up, I will help you declutter some of the stuff that's, you know, taking up your space. Um, now that my daughter is eight, I've really like taken it off myself and put it a hundred percent on her for her own stuff. And she comes to me now and says, um, mom, when are we going to do? Another purge? Cause I feel like I have too much stuff and it's amazing. And I am just like secretly like dancing inside, but I'm just like, great, let's do that together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was so <laughs> Oh, so good. So
0: Ali, you've shared so much great information. Very generous of you to share all of this stuff with you. If you could share just like one last piece, like what would be that parting thought to someone who's listening to this and they're thinking, yes, like I need to start doing this this weekend. They've really been inspired to take some action in their own house and in their own life. What would be the last piece of just, what would you want to say to that person?
1: Um, you know, I would say again, like I can't stress it enough, like just, if you have time to go all in, I mean, great, do it, but take a deep breath, go slow, understand that. Unfortunately, this is something that will take a little while. And it, it's, it's better to implement it in little pieces of your life. Like we just ran the declutter like a mother challenge. So it's very much like uh, 30 minutes a day, every day for 30 days, do something like that to take bites steadily, but just understand that it's your focus right now needs to be on how am I going to implement this in my regular life? As you're going through the house every night, you know, you get home from work, you make dinner, you clean up the house every night before you go to bed, just purge while you go. If you see something that is in a drawer that you you know you don't need, throw it away. Um, You know, set alarms in your phone for, you know, weekend um, drop-offs at the Salvation Army or, you know, wherever you want to donate. Implement it in little ways in your life, and I promise you, you will see results. Don't overthink things like, oh, well, well, my husband or, oh, my kids don't want to do this or my house is 4,000 square feet. It's way too much. You know, don't think about all those things. Don't let yourself start to subconsciously form excuses. Just understand. If you want to do this, you absolutely can, no matter what the obstacles are, just slowly but surely and steadily, like implement this into your calendar and your life and you will see huge, huge changes.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Don't overthink it. Don't start to self-sabotage yourself before you even start. I think that mm-hmm. that... Very wise words. Very wise words. Well, Ali, thank you so much for coming on. Now, before we let you go, every episode, we have a Bible verse that we focus on, just really bringing the word of God into our everyday life. What Bible verse do you have for us?
1: Um, You know, this week, it's really neat. I've actually been really focusing on Matthew 5, um, and I've I've been reading the message version, and it was so funny that this morning, I was um, scrolling through Instagram and watching people's stories, and um, Jess Connolly actually shared Matthew five in her Instagram story. And it was so weird. Like I've literally, I've been reading it every single morning and it was the exact version. It was like one of those things where it's like, okay, God, I, you've got my attention. Like I see that you're trying to teach me something here. So I'll just keep reading it. But, um, it's, you know, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. You know, only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are, you know, not trying to be, someone else. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. You know, you're blessed when you care at the moment of being full of care, you find yourself cared for. So really just that, you know, those beatitudes, just the way that the message says it has just been breathing so, so much life into me. And I encourage you guys to look that up and read it for yourself.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Um, Ali. so if people want to go deeper with you, they want to learn more about you, maybe they want to take one of your courses and really just get serious about this, where's the best place for them to connect with you?
1: Uh, just my website is Allie, A-L-L-I-E, Casaza C-A-S-A-Z-Z-A dot com. Um, everything is there. The blog, the podcast, tons of free resources, um, amazing like workbooks and worksheets and checklists to get you started in your home. Um, there's just so, so much there. I, if you just, just go there and find, click what kind of speaks most to you for what you need help with at this moment in your life.
0: Awesome. And we'll be sure we link to that in the show notes at yourliferocks.com. And what's the name of your podcast so people can find you uh, right now in iTunes? It is the Purposeful
1: Home Podcast.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on, Allie. I so appreciate all of these tips. And um, may you and your family be blessed in everything that you guys are doing right now. Thank you so much for having me. So are you motivated to declutter now after listening to Allie? You know, the thing I love about her is she can take something that seems so overwhelming, like going through all of your belongings and getting rid of stuff and really breaks it down into things that you can do and makes it seem very, very simple, which I love that about her. So let's review the steps that she shared. Number one is overcoming that all or nothing mentality. Just start small and don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace. Number two, put it on your calendar. I love this, so start right away. Think about what you wanna start with if it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes, an hour on the weekend, whatever you decide and put it on your calendar, I love that. And then number three is to start with your physical clutter. One room at a time. She recommends starting with the bathroom. I have to admit that's one of the hardest rooms for me to start with because I don't buy cheap bathroom stuff. I don't buy cheap cosmetics or cheap skincare and I don't always use it because I'll admit it. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the newest thing out there or the cutest packaging or if I read an article about something, that's where I choose to spend some of my money and so it's really hard for me to declutter that room. So I might not start there, but maybe you will. And of course, she shared some amazing wisdom with us just in how we can approach this topic with our entire family. So we want to thank Allie again for coming on and sharing her amazing wisdom with us. I hope that you check out her website. We will link to that in the show notes. If you go to yourliferocks.com, you can find all the information there. Plus at yourliferocks.com is also where you will find your free intentional summer planning kit all about Project Summer Awesome at yourliferocks.com, both in the community and on the website and of course in our membership with our membership exclusive content. So if you are ready to jump fully in in creating balance for yourself, if you want to take advantage of all of our extra bonuses we have going on for the summer, including our Bible study we have starting July 8th, then head on over to lifebalancemembership.com and join today. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us today. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.